Greetings everyone, you are listening to The Aquila View. I'm your host Narayan and we are back again with another episode of The Aquila View today. Today, we have joined us by Team Blaze again. Definitely an all-girls team from India and probably as they call the best Asian team to share their experience of World Finals. We look forward to hearing from them in this episode ahead. So, hi Jasmine, hi Tamara, how are you guys doing first of all? We're doing great. Awesome. So, uh, as Jasmine told that Tamara, you shifted to London, right? So, I mean, why was that thing? Well, I shifted to London only because um, of COVID, first of all, and my dad's job. So I'm also shifting schools. But in the future, if we do do um, F1 in schools again, I will still be part of the team. Okay, that that's really amazing. Right. So uh, before uh, just moving into the conversation, you guys uh, just finished the season of the World Finals, right? And uh, probably it's a very proud moment for India because uh, you guys were the first one to get an award to India, right? And uh, winning the best pit uh, display award and uh, also the best project management award, I guess, right? So how's how's that feeling? Um, I think when we got the award, we were just, we didn't expect it, to be honest. We did work really hard for it. But, you know, it's obviously the world finals and we thought it was going to be pretty hard and pretty challenging. But we were really proud of what we produced because we worked really hard to do so. Um, the fact that they did announce us for so many nominations was absolutely crazy. Um, we were really proud of that with all the support and love of everyone who, you know, was in our journey. We did get those two awards and we're really happy and yeah, that was practically the like aim of the journey so we're really proud exactly and uh considering the fact that you guys are just 13 right and uh you guys uh won two of the awards and had many nominations at uh world's biggest team challenge right that's phenomenal right uh moving moving on uh i guess uh you, you, I mean, as we stated that you guys won the best project management award and uh, also the best pit display award. So what do you guys think is the best uh, and are the essential parts of uh, the an enterprise portfolio or what do you call the project management portfolio, right? So what, what all should we add in it in order to, I mean, at least get nominated for the award? Um, Tamara, feel free to add on. Um, personally, I think that following the scorecard is something we learn to do slowly, but it's the most important thing because the moment you start hitting the higher band, the judges have to give you those points to yeah. be in the top band. So, for example, if it says you need a project charter in the higher band, then you have to make sure you have all those things that they've asked for in your page or your work somehow displayed. Um, I also think that benchmarking, after you meet the scorecard's requirements, what you have and what the other teams don't, you can kind of add that and obviously don't take anything out of the scorecards requirements, but if you have space, you should definitely kind of, if it's in context, you should add what's special and what you guys did that was different because that helped us stand out out of all of the teams, in my opinion. Yeah, also on most of our pages in the project management and enterprise, we did have key points and an evaluation to sort of make sure that it's easy to read and they know what's on the page. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome, right? And also considering the best pet display award. So what was something that was pretty much unique in your pet display, right? So, I mean, we haven't seen your pet display yet, right? But you you uh, have won that pit, best pet display award. 
So what was it that, uh, I mean, uh, really motivated judges or really, I mean, uh, encouraged judges to give you that award? Um, again, tomorrow, feel free to add on. But um, personally, I think that the main part, what we thought while making our pit display was the audience experience and not how it was not about our team. It was more about, you know, how the audience feels like in our perform, like when they walk into our pit, how can we make it interactive? How can they make like, you know, when someone walks in, they should remember the team out of all the other 80 teams that are probably there. So I think this recall value and constantly looking at the audience experience out of more than like what we think is right, but more like what the audience feels. And in terms with the judges, I think we were just really prepared in terms of our questions and how we would answer them, how to articulate our work properly. I think that really helped us to kind of convey our to the judges all right well i was going to say something but I think we should probably wait until the, the pit display before I spoil anything. stay back from this one <laughs> all right uh, all right then let, let's really wait for that thing right uh moving on uh i mean you guys won many awards you guys were nominated for many awards is there any regret that you guys feel that all right if you would have done this we probably might have win this award as well or i mean we might have finished even i mean you finished as 10th right but uh, if you have would have done that we might have finished eighth or fifth so are there any regrets um absolutely not we don't have any regrets in our journey we definitely have scope for improvement we're not the best team out there but so there's obviously scope for improvement in every project aspect it's fine if we won the project management award there's still scope even in the best things we did and in like the things we lost points but i definitely think that we don't have regrets because we tried our best and if we do do it again then we know where how to place higher in a way and how to be better but we don't have regrets in my opinion for okay tamara what's your yeah sorry kind of like jasmine said we didn't really have regrets more things that we would have done differently if we had the choice to so for example covid we couldn't really go outside and we couldn't like go out to audiences and sort of interact with people. So that was one of the things, but we couldn't really control that. So um, that's why it's not really more a regret, but more like a choice decision. Exactly, right. So, I mean, uh, the uh, Women in Motorsport Award uh, was something that I was looking up that, all right, this award means team blaze, right? So, but I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys nominated for that or not, but uh, I mean, do you guys think that all right this was a particular award that uh, i mean we we would might have got or something like that okay so i think this was definitely one of the awards we really wanted but honestly i think the um team that did win the award really deserved it because they did a lot for um stem and yeah so we support them fully yeah and we were um nominated for that award as well the women in motorsports award I think all the all-girls teams and even the teams that weren't all-girls, they put in a lot of effort for equality. If we saw yeah. all the teams out there, there was like a balance. They were at least trying to have a balance between the genders and stuff. So, And yet, as Tamara said, the team that did win the award did a lot of stuff for STEM. So they really did deserve it. Awesome. Right. Uh, moving on, I would like uh, both of you guys to explain how this virtual world finals looked like right because uh, i really didn't understand the concept of how they took our reaction time while racing 
right so and uh, also i mean uh, while connecting to zoom was there any connectivity issue or was it really smooth and uh, was uh, the world finals event really met to its expectation what it looks like so we'll start with tamanga right so i think i'm going to talk about the zoom part and jasmine if you want you can talk about the reaction racing so for zoom we did have a lot of problems it wasn't really because of zoom and like f1 in schools we're just not very good with this stuff so first we uh, we used to join into the zoom meeting and all of us would be in different rooms and we'd have like not our names so for example i would join into a different room and my name would be jasmine for some reason so i think we clicked on email but after a while it was quite easy because then the um people who were helping us they dropped in they helped us out they fixed everything and then they would give us a warning before we went live and then yeah everything went smoothly from there okay yeah. to add on i think that um the first as tamara said the first say first time we were trying to go um in the opening ceremony kind of situation we it was definitely on our side cuz they definitely kind of had it organized and we were like a little I think too excited to be honest to go there and be told before everyone else. So I think maybe that's why but as Tamara said we had two really nice Zoom race. So there was a thing called Zoom racing and there okay. were these people um I think they were F1 in schools like um students and stuff from before and they were really really helpful like every time we needed help or we even had a question all we had to do was like click a button and someone would be there to like explain everything so they were really helpful and it was organized pretty well after the first time we did a great job in messing it up but after that it was great um as you asked in terms of the reaction racing what they what they did was um one of the f1 in school sponsors i think they're one of the engineering um universities or organizations so they created a portal where all you have once you go there there's like a practice zone where you all the team members could practice like which which one of us had the faster timings and they suggested we try on different devices with different you know keyboards and stuff and like on your phone and your laptop pc etc so once we kind of tried all of us out we realized that um amira had the fastest reaction time so that was like an area where you had to con like after you had to do your reaction times 15 times and then So fifteen because if you make it till the end of the racing, so there are fifteen races if you're the knockout champion. So what they did was basically if our reaction time was zero point two, the car was released with the zero point two delay in the when you press the button. So it was pretty pretty innovative to be honest because we didn't expect it would actually be launched with a delay and it was pretty accurate, like completely accurate. Yeah. Sorry, can I add a bit as well? Yeah, definitely yes. We also got extra time on one of our races because of penalties. Jasmine, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we had a penalty on our car, and so it added extra to our car when it was racing. Oh, all right. So, uh, I mean, uh, Jasmine, as you talked that uh, you have to probably uh, give a reaction times for 15 times, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, how how does that process look like? That uh, we need to. Uh, i mean we need to send in all 15 reaction times at one particular time or uh, is it like uh, races by races so we had to do all of them um all of them like constantly there was obviously you start with lights out and away we go kind of thing you press it but um it was basically for example race 1 so 
say I got, sorry, Amira got 0 0.2, and the car would down by 0 0.2. Then the second, once you switch lanes, the second reaction you put, say, was 0 0.3, the car okay. in whatever lane would be released by 0 0.3. And that right. race, race four with reaction four, race five with reaction five. So it went like that. Amazing. I mean, it was pretty, I mean, I, I really can't think of it. Right? And I was really confused at the point that how it's, how it's happening right is it just the real time re uh, reaction time being uh, taken by the teams through a portal or is it pre-recorded reaction time so i mean amazing to know about how it was uh, recorded in the world finals right so and i mean i was really surprised by crofty coming in uh, at the award ceremony right so do you guys know beforehand that crofty would be hosting the award ceremony so we did not know that. Okay. Unless there were going to be surprises at the award ceremony, we did not know that people like Crofty, like Zach Brown, and yeah, like, like Toto Wolf's video, and God knows, like a lot of these F1 like team principals were there, and kind of to see Zach Brown there, my heart went <laughs> like, it was so fast. I was like, what? And yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, even like David Crofty definitely wasn't expected to see him there, but it was so cool. Um, even with Tom and Amy, like the other two, yeah. they did an amazing job. They were so nice and supportive, but it was so cool to see, um, you know, the one and only over there. <laughs> exactly. Right. So uh, moving on, uh, I mean, um, you, I mean, how much time did you guys get uh, to prepare for the World Finals? Um, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the national finals was in July, um, and okay. July, I believe. So I think we kind of were looking at just figuring out how the team, because our team did change after nationals. So we were kind of looking at what kind of team, which people, um, what roles in August. So that was basically the entire, and making your support structure, understanding who's going to be working with us in August. And then I think we started working, like pro like properly working from September. Okay, and uh, it, it happened, uh, I guess, uh, a month ago, right? A month or two months ago. Uh, World Finals? Yeah. That they were in June, so last month. Amazing. So, I mean, uh, through all of these months, uh, how was that preparation time? I mean, how much time did you actually give into the World Finals? And uh, how much actually it is required, right? Because, uh, I mean, teams... Uh, I mean, obviously, at world final stage, uh, teams do not tend to mess the time, right? Because you're already clear regional and national. So you understand that how time management works. But according to you, how much time should a team give uh, if uh, the team is a world finalist team? I think tomorrow, again, please do add on. Uh, every team is to their, the way they work. For example, each one of us worked very differently. So for example, Say tomorrow, she worked for shorter periods of time and could get a lot of work done. Where in comparison to me, I would sit for say five, six hours constantly because I took more time understanding stuff. And especially on the engineering side, sometimes it does take time, especially since we were 13. We didn't yeah. physics in school. So we kind of took a lot more time understanding basic fundamentals to kind of make the car. Um, it really depends again on each member in my opinion, because I would sit for long periods of times and some people like tomorrow would sit for say an hour and then come back again because they can, they're more productive like that and they can get more work done. So it really depends on each member of the team. Okay. 
Tamara, what do you say that, uh, I mean, how much time should a team should give to the World Finals? Honestly, this kind of varies between teams, but I say at least about an hour or two a day because um, there's a lot of work to do. And if you don't want to miss out on small things, you don't want to rush it. So maybe at least an hour or two a day, and then you can have a day off on the weekend or something. Exactly. And uh, probably uh, an hour an hour a day for probably how many months? I mean, um, yeah, I think we were very lucky to have time on our hand because we had lots of time to constantly become better every single day. And I'm glad we had that attitude to get better and not think that we had the best work out there. But for us, we did work for, say, at least two hours for what is it like eight nine months and i think it was way more than two hours at a point it was way more than the last maybe like whole day yeah it was whole day, yeah that that's a lot i guess right that's a lot it's a really lot of time that and time means efforts right so it's a lot of efforts and time so uh you guys finished 10th uh, at the world finals again a big deal right so, I mean, if a team is participating next year from India at the World Final stage, and if the team really wants to win that title of World Champions, what, what according to you, should be done by that team? I mean, obviously, there are a lot of things, and all of these needs to be done. But uh, according to you, what are the, I mean, one or two really key factors that a team should keep in mind? Um, Tamara, if you would want to take on maybe the enterprise, and I will, I'll do the DNA side first. So, again, the competition is huge. It really is. It's a thousand points spread across a lot of different areas. So, um, I think the fact, thank you for the 10th place thing. Yeah, we're really happy to be able to be the best Asian team this year. So, it was pretty great. But um, to kind of see, I think to be higher or be in the top three, I think that. Um, just giving a lot of, I think we were, this is the thing we did and maybe that's why it turned out the way we wanted to is because we took a lot of feedback from a lot of people and we, most of our journey was not making our work. Most of our journey was just making it better because that's the only thing in every area, especially engineering, I think doing a lot of tests and they can be from the smallest recording a wheel in slow motion test creating a wind tunnel like the smallest tests do count just constantly seeing okay this is what we did and these are the results and what can we do better because and do if you have time on your hand and if you're a team like we were we did take a lot of risks a lot of risks especially on the engineering side and by after testing like we didn't really get to track test because of covid at the end so we just ended up creating completely five new wheel systems and we never got to test them. And then we kind of just took those really small tests that we did at home to identify which wheels we wanted to use. And it turned out to be way better than we expected. But was, we loved the way it performed out there, to be honest. So um, I think just spend a lot of time seeing where can we be better. And the only way you can do that is by getting a lot of people to give you feedback, not only internally, but externally. Um, even like your parent checking your spellings can make such an impact at yeah. the international stage because everything does count at the end. Yeah. Exactly. I'd just like to stress the feedback area because in the beginning, you can start off with those that are absolutely 
terrible, like completely rubbish. But over time, after you get, for, for example, we had mentors in the beginning who were giving us constant feedback. And if you get feedback from parents as well, anyone who you could reach out to, we uh, spoke to professionals in marketing. They helped us as well. They gave us feedback on our portfolios. And that really helped us over time to improve and improve and improve. And it was a lot of feedback. So we had to do a lot of work. Amazing. So, I mean, uh, through this time, I guess we talked about how you guys probably perform at World Finals. And also, I guess in the previous podcast, we talked about your journey till here in the World Finals. Now, I guess, uh, as I said in the beginning, right, that the conversation, it should look like a conversation, right? So I would probably ask you guys to ask me if you have any questions or any, if you just start a conversation, that is it. Sure. So, um, when we were in the national finals, the virtual situation, we never got to race our cars or in fact manufacture our final cars because it was the first time any of us were going through lockdown and COVID. So yes, could you explain maybe a little bit about how, how you're kind of getting the car there and how it's going to race or if you have any information about that? Um, sure thing. So, I mean, uh, it looks like uh, similar to world finals what you guys did that uh, we have to manufacture our car within our city or maybe get it manufactured by time of sports and uh, just deliver it to them uh, and they would be responsible for the racing and uh, it would be an automized racing as it happened in the world finals we do not have any idea about how they are going to record our reaction times right and uh, that is it about the racing part we just have to manufacture it and just uh, send in two of our cars with uh, the whole finishing part and uh, they would be the one who'd be racing our cars on the track wow so it's pretty pretty similar to what we did and i'm sure your your car is going to be awesome and i hope it's better than expected because that's all <laughs> thank you thank great. you so much Tomorrow, have any questions not really i don't really have any questions I- I'd like to say that we're really proud of like where we came in the world finals and we want every other Indian team after us to score even higher than we did and they can take feedback from us and they can take our work for example after after a while after we finished the competition they can look at our work and we can distribute it to all of the Indian teams and they can place higher and higher over time so we really like to see an Indian team winning the world finals. Definitely. I mean, uh, would love to see the work that you guys have been doing, right? Because, uh, I mean, uh, just I mean, you can't judge anything just by looking at the awards, right? So this is it. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, moving on. I mean, I I like to go off topic here, but uh, what what exactly is going on in Delhi and uh, obviously in London as well? Because uh, I mean, uh, third wave is something that people have been talking about. Right. So what do you think what's going to happen next? Um, Tamara, I'm not sure what's happening in London, so you can take that side of it. Um, I am in Delhi and so are the other two members of the team. Um, so the second wave was pretty serious. There was a lot of lack of oxygen cylinders and stuff, especially. I'm not sure about other states, but in Delhi, it was a really bad situation. And I'm glad that everyone recovered and I'm really sorry for everyone who lost a family member or friend or anything like that. Um, I would say that there's a lot of stuff going about um, a potential third wave. And I think that it could come, it might not come. We hope it doesn't come, of course. Um, Exactly. 
the only message I think that I really strongly believe in, please wear your masks and try to stay home as much as possible. And just try and be as safe in your own family, like the precautions your family takes and try to stay home as much as you can. And please do wear your masks because that would really help tomorrow if you would like to talk about London. Sure. So I think between India and London, there's a huge difference. First of all, because everybody walking across the streets doesn't wear masks here because there's not, uh, there's not much of a strain. So nobody really wears masks unless they're indoors. So if you're in a restaurant, then obviously you don't have to wear a mask. But inside yeah. shops, wear their masks. And elderly people, they wear their masks outside, but not um, any other person. So you can walk around the streets any time of the day and nobody will be wearing masks. Every There are quite a lot of people, actually. But I okay. sort of... I prefer to stay safe, so I carry my mask with me everywhere, just in case. Exactly. Yeah, and um, I think really interesting and kind of jealous here, but the Silverstone Grand Prix, um, the one that's happening in the UK in July, it's actually going to be with a full audience, like all the people that can come to watch can actually come, which is absolutely crazy because everything shut down in 2020, especially for the fans and actual formula one so if tomorrow goes there you better face <laughs> it i would love to be there and just watch exactly right uh so uh tomorrow what's been experienced in london and uh what's being what what's uh, something that you've been missing about delhi honestly i think the main thing i miss about delhi is being closer to my friends because uh since i've moved like there's no like I'm, i don't go to school right now because it's summer holiday so i don't know here i don't know anybody and um most of what we do is we go out we go shopping my mom i go shopping with my mom because she likes to buy stuff but other than that just my friends from delhi because there's no one here we missed you and i just wanted to add on the fact that um because f1 i mean we've been in the challenge since we were in like primary like the primary f1 in school stem challenge which was when we were, I think, nine or 10. So we've been in it and now we're 13, so it's been a while now. But I think we've just become the closest friends. If not, obviously there's a difference between working together and being friends because we work with a lot of people. We're not best friends with every single person, but um, I think the four of us, um, we created a bond and it's just so hard that the competition is over that we don't have to sit with each other four hours a day and talk about how many things we have to do but just for like you guys and every team listening like I know a lot of people who've done this before told me this like Orion Racing and Stallion and all of these people that won last year they said that you're going to miss this so much once it's over so do enjoy every single minute and I did enjoy every single minute but I don't think I could really understand what they were saying when they were telling me that I was going to miss this so as hard as it is, the challenges are there. Just, just you're gonna miss this so much once it's over. So please enjoy every single minute of the competition. Yeah, especially because we spent like, all of our time on F1 in schools, and now that it's over, we have nothing to do. We just sit all day with nothing. Exactly, and even I could, uh, I mean, sense that feeling that all right after F1 in schools what would we i mean what would we be doing right so i mean it would be just that education that's being left but 
this this is fun right now and uh, i could feel it what you guys have been feeling about uh, not being in the competition not being the challenge uh, amazing to hear about uh, i mean uh, your journey and uh, i guess you guys are just 13 right now and uh, as you plan that you would be participating next year as well right so i mean uh, obviously best of luck to you but uh, i really also wanted to ask you guys about uh, the very hyped up topic in formula 1 in school as a competition that is uh, sponsorships right so i mean uh, being a world finals team uh, i mean uh, you require a lot of funds right in order to get, in order to produce the best quality of work so how uh, i mean how you guys were able to manage that funds being in a lockdown being in a recession here in india managing sponsorships and uh, i mean getting sponsors on board to support you guys again tomorrow please do add on um firstly big shout out to our sponsorship manager she did a great job with um providing really good return on investment with tomara especially on social media platforms and how we could manage all of that digitally i'm not very um obviously especially i don't specialize in sponsorship like she did but i think a main thing that we did was we considered the fact that it was covid and not everyone could give us money we tried to see how we could become better not only with money but with support because that's again what we said feedback and support is what is so much more important than money we definitely need money to make the car so we had to get like bullseye sponsors like the companies that we had since regionals and nationals and further links that they could give us so we definitely aimed at those sponsors for making our car but otherwise we tried to of um quality over quantity because we wanted to provide the best return on investment and get support ourselves and rather than having say 50 sponsors and not being able to give any of them justice so that was how we kind of went about it amazing yeah so a lot of yeah a lot of in kind sponsors were helping us out but putting aside the sponsors just for a second we also had a fundraiser jasmine you okay. can mention we raised because i would not remember how much we raised but we did have a fundraiser and it helped us out quite a lot um comparing to how many sponsors we were getting and it was really really difficult to get sponsors during like lockdown and like you couldn't really talk to anybody you didn't have connections really and we did work it out in the end but it was pretty hard exactly and just we raised about 1 um 1 lakh 20000 out of the fundraiser which really did help with the car and the development process so i mean just making a link and spreading awareness and using hashtags to kind of promote your link around to people was really helpful and we were we're really thankful if any of you listening that donate uh, to our fundraiser it really did help us to achieve what we did um if you don't mind i have a question for you um yeah the first time i saw your social media before the podcast started um i was really fascinated by the fact that you guys supported equality a lot so it was pride month and even before that you were supporting the entire you know lgbtq and everyone like gay people gay rights throughout your work even your colors and everything that you were promoting kind of reflected that so where did you kind of did you experience anything in that sort or how did you kind of how were you trying to support of the people in equality and so i mean uh there wasn't any personal experience uh, to be precise but uh, 
I mean, uh, we live in a society where uh, we we obviously witness all of these things, right? And uh, we really thought that uh, we obviously are supporting sustainability. That's also a big factor that uh, Formula One supports, right? Uh, but uh, we thought we gave a thought that all right, sustainable development doesn't mean just uh, it doesn't mean just climate change and uh, things related to environment. Sustainability means uh, a whole balance between uh, society in terms of obviously ecological balance, but also an equality balance, right? So that really uh, drives us uh, that why we are promoting LGBTQ rights and uh, why we are promoting equality. And uh, if we talk about the society that we uh, live in, in particularly in India, uh, people really do not know about what LGBTQ rights are and what equality exactly is, right? So I mean. What what best could we do through our journey of F1 in schools in order to just uh, of, I mean spread this awareness of LGBTQ and what it does exactly what exactly does it mean and uh, that's the reason we came up with this initiative of uh, just promoting it uh, uh, all the gay people and gay rights and all of the LGBTQ things. I think that's really really cool. I've not seen an F1 in schools team do that before personally, so it's really really great to see you guys maybe become the first team that does kind of take it as an initiative because i'm sure all the teams support the fact and would, wouldn't even doubt like any person to join and it's all equal rights but it's really great to see, like you guys taking actions to kind of you know make a difference so that's really, really cool thank you so much yes i was gonna say it's really unique so it's great to see something new Thank you so much. So, uh, I mean, uh, as uh, Jasmine, you you talked about uh, how you guys, uh, I mean, uh, got the sponsorships and probably, uh, I mean, obviously, one lakh twenty thousand is a very big chunk of the total amount, I guess, uh, if not a total amount, right? So, I mean, what was the fundraiser all about, and how did you guys uh, gather that audience, and how how was you? I mean, how was it? I mean, how did you guys make it a, a huge thing? So I think firstly, um, we created a sort of a message and kind of portrayed what we did stand for. So um, I think we kind of tried to explain how this would help us and not only us, but a wider range of people, because I think um, we tried to explain it and convey through words that this would not only just help the four of us, but it would help the country, help everyone who's worked so hard to make us be here. and kind of make just make history in a way and i think that touched people people wanted to support in a way the first all girls team from india because it is to be honest nationals i didn't see as much last year and there were a great amount of girls this year so that's amazing to see but when we were participating we were one of the i think three teams that were all girls so i think just um kind of conveying the message in the right words and conveying the right message to the people. And I think they were really supportive. And even though they didn't see our work, they did believe in us. And even the smallest donations helped so much. So we're really grateful for everyone and all the support. Yeah. And a lot of it helped was like our audience. We had quite a big following. We have like around a thousand followers now. We had around 900. But we did try to get out there and talk to our audience and try to get them to interact with our page. We did a lot of WhatsApp marketing and email marketing. So we sent emails to people we know and asked them, please support us with this to friends. 
and they then became adv advocates for us and helped us out in that area. And we sent it on WhatsApp as well to a lot of PBS parents because PBS parents a lot. So yeah, amazing. So what do you guys think? That I mean, obviously, uh, there are a lot of teams participating from your school as well now, right? So I mean, what do you think that uh, uh, would be? Who would be the next uh, national champion here in India? Right. So what would be on? Personally, I don't think any of us have seen all the 80 teams. Like, you know, we get a list otherwise on who's participating and stuff. So we have not been on the stalker team blaze mode because we aren't participating. But I think all the teams out there are doing amazing. I mean, your digital media, like Aquila, like your entire digital media, the things we see are absolutely amazing. And so are so many other teams out there doing work that is really good. Um, I think from our school, there are about five teams, if I'm not wrong. And um, I think that it, it doesn't have to be from our school. It can be from any any state. We obviously support all the teams out there, and we hope that the best, I mean, the judges, the sports team, I'm sure they'll find the right, right team members. Exactly. Uh, amazing. I mean, uh, I guess so we have been recording podcasts with multiple teams across the globe and uh, i mean um, it's it's being a i mean this this would be the podcast that uh, has no pattern at all right because uh, i mean um, when we record podcasts we follow generally follow a pattern that all right we'll start from here and we'll end it here right but uh, as i said that i literally planned nothing about this podcast and i really wanted to be very natural and uh, I guess it was uh, really amazing talking to you guys, hearing you guys, and uh, just, I mean, um, stating the fact that you guys are just 13, and uh, now I guess you are friends also, right? So uh, definitely uh, amazing to know about all of the things that we talked about in terms of how reaction races worked in the World Finals recently, and how would sponsorship work so i mean sponsorship work and obviously engineering support and all of these things and also i guess uh, it was a two-way conversation because uh, you guys also asked some questions that i loved really answering right so it was really really nice talking to you guys and uh, i mean can't say i mean when we uh hit the message to you guys uh being i mean just inviting guys on the podcast I really thought that, all right, they would deny because you already have been on the podcast, right? So I really thought that, I mean, they would deny that all, we already have been once, right? But uh, you you replied and you you guys really replied, uh, I mean, in seconds or minutes, I guess, right? So that was pretty, pretty great. Thank you so much for the invite. I mean, we love being here. It's so great to interact with your team, interact like all the teams across the world we've been seeing all the teams you're meeting and they're such great friends and i mean it's great thank you so much for having us yeah thank you so much and i guess by this um we i mean it's time to formally end this podcast right so thank you so much guys who whosoever listens to us from whichever country and this is your host Narayan again signing off and uh, until we meet uh, thank you so much and be safe and be healthy